0: Did get a call from the adoption coordinator that there was a family interested in her and when we had arranged for a meet and greet later on in that week that night phil made the comment that they would be taking our dog
1: Today's guests on Dog Words are Don Hatterman and Peaches Delight Hatterman to talk about the challenges, surprises, and rewards of adopting senior and harder-to-adopt dogs. If you're new to this podcast, in each episode we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love Dog Words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosyfund.org to share your thoughts. The only way we know what topics and guests you like is if you tell us. Then we'll try to deliver more of that. Please download, subscribe, rate, and most importantly, share dog words. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media, especially the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and shelter dogs, including some exclusive content. At Rosie Fund, we encourage you to make a difference in a shelter dog's life. You can do just that by purchasing one of our We Save Each Other t-shirts at bonfire.com. Use the link in this episode's description. All proceeds go toward supporting our mission of helping senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have a better life. We are grateful to alternative string duo The Wires for allowing us to share their wonderful music with you on each episode of Dog Words. Like many musicians, they are finding creative ways to reach their audience. Their underground virtual concert series features performances and storytelling from mysterious and historical sites around Kansas City purchase a single concert for $15 or buy the series ticket for $60 and receive a digital download of their holiday album. Trust me, that's a tremendous value and you'll be supporting local musicians. Learn more at the link in this episode's description. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to help give senior and harder to adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today on a very special dog words, my guest is Dawn Hatterman. Welcome to the show, Dawn. Hey, thank you. Dawn is my wife, and our other guest who may or may not be chiming in is Peaches Delight Hatterman. Hello, Peaches. Peaches.
0: Peaches, what are you doing? Peaches is hanging out by the sofa,
1: staring at us. She just had a nice long walk, so she's probably gonna settle in for a nap in front of the fireplace while we do the heavy lifting on the show. The reason Dawn is joining us today is we're going to talk about the challenges, surprises, and rewards of adopting a senior or harder-to-adopt dog, and Peaches certainly fits that category, not as much as Rosalita Patience did, Rosie of Rosie Fund. Rosie had lots of strikes against her, but Peaches, other than being senior, would not obviously be a harder-to-adopt dog, harder-to-adopt being... Harder to market. That's what we talk about when we say harder to adopt dogs. The dogs that get overlooked, not just because of age, but because of temperament, how they present in the kennel, medical issues, any number of things that aren't on most people's wish list when they go looking to adopt a dog. But Peaches was languishing in the shelter. She was not moving out of the shelter as fast as we thought she would. Dawn, what do you think made her a harder-to-adopt dog?
0: It really was just the change, I think, of personality that when we first met her, she was what we considered a greeter dog, that the way the Casey Pet Project Zonaroso location was set up at that time was there were pop-up kennels at the front windows, so when you walked in, there were usually dogs there to greet you at the door in their kennels, and then there were the other kennels that lined the back and side walls of the main area where the dogs were. Peaches was one of those friendly faces, and
1: she had a friendly bark. And she was not an aggressive, friendly dog. She wasn't jumping up and down and yapping and yapping. A couple friendly barks, and then she would stand there wagging her tail, and then she would go back to just laying down and observing what's going on so really a perfect hostess slash greeter to have at the front yes and you think this dog is going to be out the door on her way to her forever home in just a matter of days even though she's nine years old
0: and uh that was not the case we were volunteering at, at least once a week sometimes twice a week and over those next few weeks it became Apparent that she's not getting adopted, and now she's getting moved to the back of the shelter area. Still visible to the public, but she is not having the walk-by traffic, uh, people walking in the door. And her personality seemed to
1: be changing. And that's what precipitated the move to the back. It wasn't just a random shuffling of the arrangement of dogs. It was her barks are getting a little r- r- gruffer. Like, she's annoyed that people are interrupting her nap and becoming more sullen, and they put her on anxiety meds and then moved her to the back so that she would not get as much traffic, hopefully, to relieve some of her stress. But the staff loved her, as yes. they do all the dogs, but particularly her. At that time, dogs would overnight at Amney Woods Animal Hospital and Boarding Facility. She was one of the dogs that got to stay overnight in her kennel because she was not barking in the middle of the night and disturbing the residents of Zona Rosa, and she would be able to roam free, not unattended, but while the staff had moved all the other dogs out, and now they're closing out the register and doing the final housekeeping things before they lock up. They would let her out, and she would hang out with the staff. So great dog. But just not presenting as well as she did, plus having that strike against her of being a nine-year-old dog, who's a pit.
0: And once she got moved to the back, I found myself spending a little more time with her just because she just seemed so sweet and kind of sad.
1: (laughs) And the kennels at the front were pop-up kennels, and the ones at the back are the full size that you could actually stand up in. So if you stepped in to play with the dog, there was room to do that.
0: Right. So I shot a couple videos of her to send to some family members. And she just was kind of this sweet, sad little thing who was kind of playful. And then it was like, "Mm, yeah, I'm done with that now. Now I'm just
1: going to be sad.
0: Yes. We were thinking it's just this environment that she needs a break from. We decided to do a little weekend furlough. And maybe those couple days would give her an opportunity to kind of recharge and de-stress and then she'd be more adaptable.
1: Well, it worked. As soon as she was (laughs) in the car, she perked up. You could see her just de-stressing before your eyes and just the sun coming in the window and just squinting and batting her eyes. I'm sure you can picture any dog you've seen lounging in the backseat of a sunny car. And then getting to the house and running around in our yard off leash, you could tell just the weight of being in a shelter was lifted. And it was a reminder that when an adopter comes in and looks at the dogs, you're just getting a snapshot. You're seeing the dog in that moment, which may not be their best moment. And certainly with Peaches, it's not reflective of the dog that she is. Not reflective of the dog that was even in the shelter for the first two weeks. Any snapshot you would have gotten her those first couple weeks would have been a much more appealing dog than you would probably be seeing after she'd been in there a month or two.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: So keep that in mind. And that's the importance of fostering and dog day outs is so that staff and volunteers of the shelter can update the dog's bio look at those bios, ask the staff about a dog. If you're thinking about adopting, don't just walk by the kennels and see which one picks me because one of them will pick you, but you have to give them a chance to get to know you and you to know them. That means finding out what their bio is, what can the staff or volunteers tell you about that dog, and doing a meet and greet. At KC Pet Project, they have rooms that you can hang out with the dog, and depending on the dog, they can take it off-leash, in some cases, they'll walk outside with you with the dog and walk around so that you get more than just that snapshot, which might not be the best representation of the dog you can get. Yes, yes. Peaches
0: furlough kind of went from a, oh, a couple days to then suddenly Phil was talking about, well, we'll just keep her for the week. And... Then we did get a call from the adoption coordinator that there was a family interested in her. And when we had arranged for a meet and greet later on in that week, that night, Phil made the comment that they would be taking our dog. We shifted gears from fostering to making her our dog. And the foster coordinator also told us we didn't need to pull the trigger right away, that we certainly could
1: continue to keep her. If you're fostering and you want to evaluate if it's a fit before you commit to adopting, they're fine with that, holding off other potential adopters, since you're the one who's actually making the effort to welcome the dog into your home, and they don't want you to rush into anything and think, oh, I have to adopt this dog so that no one else gets it you get to take your time and make sure it is a right fit so that if it isn't then move forward with finding other people to give that dog its forever home but we knew we didn't need to learn anything more about peaches and she seemed fine with us yeah <laughs> so we adopted peaches she fit our lifestyle even better than we could have imagined that it it seemed like a fit those first days those first weeks but as We all got to know each other better. Her personality matched ours. Dawn and I are both introverts who can be extroverted when we need to be, and that's Peaches. She's fine hanging out by herself. She doesn't need people around, but when she goes to the dog park, she likes to be in charge. Is kind of the, the diva, the princess, the boss at home. She wants to be in the same room as we are because... She can't ignore us if she's in a different room. <laughs> yes. But then she puts herself to bed. When she wants to go to bed, she goes to bed. Or if she wants to leave the room that we're making too much noise or we're watching a movie that's too loud, she just gets up and goes to a different room. And Well,
0: she'll do a little extra. Well, she's very dramatic about it. Yes. Yes. <sighs> we have lots of deep sighs in our house. And
1: stomp <laughs> off or march off. Very good at making her wishes known, not only to us, but to the dog tenders at Bar K or the other people doing Doga, even people doing work in our house. That We had a handyman couple who had done some work for us at our old house, so they knew Peaches, and they'd spent time alone with Peaches, so we were fine leaving them alone with her here. They were working in our master bath, and we were gone, and Bonnie of Bonnie and Greg, if you're looking for someone to do Any handyman work for you in Kansas City, contact us and we'll do an online introduction to Bonnie and Greg. Cannot recommend them highly enough. But Bonnie heard Peaches doing her kind of harumph, bark, howl, went out and saw that she's at the patio door and Bonnie slid it open thinking she needs to go out and do her business. So I'll let her do that. Peaches goes out, immediately climbs up on the big deck bed in the sun where she likes to spend warm days and was done with Bonnie. That's all I needed, just someone to let me out. So Bonnie went back to work. A little later, she hears the same sound coming from outside. Checks, Peaches is ready to come in. So that quickly had Bonnie trained to cater to Peaches' comings and goings. So some of the delights and surprises and rewards of getting to know Peaches have been just seeing what a great fit she is, how adaptable she is how friendly she is with people and dogs.
0: And that she indulges us with dressing her up in costumes and photographing her as our Rosie Fund ambassador. She's a good sport about that. Seems to like dressing up for the most part. And she certainly understands hitting her mark for photographs. Where's my light? Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but also we have to work quickly because she has a limited amount of patience with that before she needs to go and recharge. And she's done. Herself. She's done. Yes.
1: And she's ready to move on. She moves on. The challenges have been those that come with dog ownership, not necessarily because there is anything that was an issue with peaches or because she's older or because she's a pit, but, She's had multiple vet visits. She's been attacked a couple times, one time by a dog that was visiting our house that had some issues because he was older and ill, and he was um, in his last days and a little short-tempered. He snapped at Peaches and, and cut her under the jaw, so that had to get stitched up we got attacked on a walk one time by a dog that outweighed her by 30 pounds and she's 60 he was a stout boy but she had to get shaved in a few areas and stitched up and she's just such a trooper when it comes to vet visits again she's dramatic that she acts like it's the worst thing in the world and she's shaking and slinks off but you can see as soon as she thinks she's out of your line of vision, and she does this also with the groomers, then her tail pops up and there's a spring in her step as she goes off with her friend, whether it's a groomer or a vet tech or a veterinarian. And She's
0: gotten very well trained at the vet office. She knows immediately to go to the scale to get weighed. She stands on on her own. And then wants to know where her treat is.
1: And where we go at Amity Woods, they have when we could go in with her. I don't know how they handle it now. I'm sure she still gets a treat, but they have this little uh, dog butler (laughs) that's holding a tray of treats that she then steps over to and waits for you to hand her a treat off of that. But she's also had some more major surgery. She's had some tooth extractions, and that is due to her age. Her dental care was not the best before she came to our home, so that uh, was an issue we had to pay for and nurse her through afterwards, but she's also had two ACL surgeries. She had tightrope surgery on one knee, just such a trooper through that. And then this past spring in April, it actually was delayed because the veterinarian who did the surgery was quarantined because she was out of town when the shelter at home order started and that kind of screwed up her schedule. So Peaches had her other ACL surgery, which was the TPLO, the TPLO ACL surgery and she handled that like a champ and has bounced back to 100% in both cases. I can understand some reluctance to do that kind of surgery on a senior dog cuz you're you're thinking about quality of life. Will they recover from this? How many more years do they have in them? And if you can afford the surgery and the dog is otherwise healthy, we felt like she deserved that chance to live her life to the fullest rather than spend the rest of her life on pain meds and anti-inflammatories because she doesn't take any anti-inflammatories, doesn't take any pain meds, just takes joint supplements now. The first surgery was not necessarily due to her age, but due to what was probably an old injury that had never been treated that finally just gave out a tear and a ligament that had never completely healed The other one was maybe due to old age, but possibly due to her favoring the other leg while she had been going through years of its slow recovery prior to surgery.
0: And while she's a senior dog, she's also a very active dog, gets the zoomies a lot, loves to play with the other dogs at the dog park and when her friends are over, while she sleeps a lot more than she used to. She still has these bursts of energy that make her not seem like a 13 or 14-year-old dog.
1: And I don't know how you would restrain her taking her to a dog park or having some of her younger friends come to visit because even when she was on a leash, the first few weeks that she was recovering from the TPLOS surgery, we didn't allow any dog visitors. But once she was moving around okay and was to the point where she didn't have limited length on her walks, that she could go on unlimited walks, but still had a few weeks of don't let her run around. She needs to be on a leash when she's outside. It's like, well, then she could have visitors, Uh, her friend Oakley, and you can learn more about Oakley in the parvovirus episode where we talked to Jesse. I'll link that in the description for this episode. And you can see videos of her playing with Oakley on our YouTube channel, You might notice in some of those videos, she's on a leash, and that's why. It's because she was still on restricted movement, but you could tell she wanted to play. So if she hadn't gotten the surgery, she wouldn't have been able to even do that. Mm -hmm. So she deserved that chance. We have friends with dogs much younger than Peaches that have had medical issues. So there's no guarantee just because you have a younger dog, you're going to dodge the medical issues. And there's no guarantee with an older dog that you're going to have to deal with surgeries and tooth extractions, that's just part of life. Whether you're Mm -hmm. a dog or a human, that Dawn and I both have had surgeries due to injuries or congenital issues, that that's just part of life. You make a decision on, are we going to address this, or are we going to change our lifestyle or our quality of life? If a dog is part of your household, those are the decisions that you have to make. Mm -hmm. Yes. Another surprise we had with Peaches that is related to her age is old dog vestibular syndrome. We had never heard of that, which is surprising. I touched on this in our interview with Liz Whitaker of Politics. She had never heard of it either. Peaches just started stumbling one afternoon. That day we'd had a fine walk, and she'd played around in the yard a little bit and then went to jump on her beloved deck bed and missed the jump and fell over. And you think, okay... She's just an old dog, and she wasn't paying attention. Something distracted her. She'd been
0: napping, so maybe she was a little stiff from having gone on a walk, running around in the yard, and then curled up for her nap that we thought maybe she was just a little stiff.
1: But then when she hopped off of the deck bed shortly after that, She about face-planted and was all wobbly walking across the deck and about fell down the steps coming off the deck into the yard and just seemed to have trouble walking straight and was listing to the left. Her head was tilted to the left, but we really didn't notice that at the time. It's only in retrospect that we realized that because we were so focused on the hind end because she'd had two ACL surgeries. We're thinking, has one of those gone bad? has a knee given out again, once you as an amateur veterinarian (laughs) have made a diagnosis, then everything you see is interpreted to fit that diagnosis. So we just decide she's got a bum knee and we help her up the steps back into the house wondering, is this just a tweak, like a sprained ankle and you favor it and she's going to get better? Probably need to take her to the vet to make sure. We'll see how she does this evening. She didn't want to eat her dinner. She did want her dentist stick. She will not forego eating dentist sticks. She did that, and then sometimes she'll go to bed, and sometimes she'll want to go outside. She was ready to go outside immediately after she wolfed down her dentist sticks. Wobbled to the door. We help her out, and again, she about stumbles down the steps, and we're scrambling to help her, and she just paces back and forth, wobbling, wobbling, wobbling. Finally throws up. I can see in so much pain from this knee that's given out. Or did she have food poisoning? Did she eat a toad? What's going on? So we help her back in, help her to bed. 2.30 in the morning or so, we hear her get up. And that happens once in a while. Frequently, you hear her get up, and she just shakes and crawls back into her cozy cave. Sometimes you hear her go out through the living room to the kitchen, and you can hear her drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink. And then she comes back to bed. That's rare. Even more rare is that she wants to go out, maybe a couple of times in the four-plus years we've had her. But because of the issue earlier in the evening, I got up and followed her. She wobbled right to the back door. I help her out. I help her down the steps. She just paces back and forth, wobbling again, finally throws up, and then stumbles trying to get up the steps. I help her back in, get her into her cozy cave. She goes to sleep. Five o'clock in the morning, same thing. You hear her get up. She wobbles out, help her outside, paces around. Bless her heart, she never threw up inside. She wanted to get outside. So we call Amity Woods on our way there when they open, and so we're waiting when they open.
0: And we had also noticed then that her eyes were kind of darting around, and then her eyebrows were twitching up and down.
1: So So now we're expanding our diagnosis that and or she's had a stroke.
0: Yes. (laughs) And it's very disconcerting.
1: (laughs) With any dog, but particularly with an older dog, because you think, is this it? Yes. <laughs> is this drive to the vet? And especially with COVID where you can't go in with them, are they going to carry our dog in and we never see her again?
0: <laughs> they would never do that. <laughs>
1: but that rushes through your mind. and You you wonder, how are we going to handle this? Are they yes. going to have to bring her back out? Or are they going to be treating her and she goes into cardiac arrest? What What could happen? So we're waiting. They came out and said that we're going to run some tests. It'll be a while. You might as well go home. We'll call you when we have anything to report. So we go home.
0: And and fret. Yes, and fret and Google things, <laughs> which oddly enough did not come up with what the actual issue Google was. Google did not
1: <laughs> diagnose her issue any better than we did.
0: Yes. But when the vet called... They told me it was old dog vestibular syndrome.
1: Just as with people, an inner ear issue messes with your balance, you're nauseous, you don't want to eat, you want to throw up, you can't walk in a straight line, you just want to lay flat and not move. This can happen because there's a tumor that's growing and impinging on your inner ear or you have some sort of infection in your inner ear. That tends to be a slow onset. It's not like just flipping a switch, but when it is in older dogs, just like that, and they don't find evidence of cancer or an infection because they look in the ear for any infection or other issues, it's a syndrome, and it comes and goes. There really is no treatment for the cause. You just treat the symptoms of nausea, and they give you some steroids, which we won't get into peaches and... Her aversion to taking pills that you can only trick her once with a pill pocket or a pizza pocket or a hot dog or any number of other things, and you can't fool her twice. So she didn't even get all the medication, but we we're very relieved that wasn't a stroke. She didn't need surgery, but we just needed to make her comfortable until it went away.
0: The vet said this could be a couple days or this could be a couple months. Peaches it was pretty much a Four to six weeks, somewhere in between there, we started noticing that she was getting back to her old self.
1: And no day was like those first couple days. She was improving every day, not in a straight line. There would be uh, regression on some days, but never a big regression. Just, oh, she's a little wobbly today or on a walk. If she's surprised to make a left turn because something catches her eye to the left, sometimes she would stumble and sometimes she wouldn't.
0: It was between those four to six weeks that seemed to be the greatest improvement back to normalcy. And
1: And going back to Doga, because obviously she couldn't do Doga for those four to six weeks. And then when she went back, the first time a little swarm of dogs came by and she started to intercept it, she lost her balance. And she knew, I need to be careful, because then she never tried to join a swarm again. She was very careful. One of the dog tenders a couple weeks later commented on how much she improved because the dog tender was only seeing her once a week, whereas we're seeing just gradual improvement. But she noticed Peaches seems to be 100%. Yes. Yeah. She pretty much pretty much is. She still has her moments, but they're few and far between and certainly not very extreme. So don't panic if you see the symptoms of old dog vestibular syndrome, ODVS.
0: Don't rely on Dr. Google or WebMD to diagnose and make
1: yourself crazy with worry. And while dogs are not the same as people, when there's a health issue, I think the majority of the time treat them like a person. When we had Dr. Kimberly Hunt on who does chiropractic for animals, she talked about how in nature showing weakness or injury can pretty much be a death sentence. I don't know if those are her exact words. I'm paraphrasing. But dogs won't show an injury or pain as readily as a human will. When they do, that's typically a sign that there's definitely something wrong and you should probably go to a vet. If Dawn were stumbling around and vomiting (laughs) and eyebrows twitching and eyes darting, I guarantee you, I wouldn't say, well, we'll see where this goes. I think I'll Google and then maybe tomorrow revisit this. I'm so relieved. (laughs) I'm also confident Dawn's reaction would be the same if I were exhibiting those symptoms. Oh, yes. So take care of your dogs, but also don't panic. It's a really hard thing to do. (laughs) Not panic.
0: (laughs) And not immediately go to the worst.
1: (laughs) And knowing that going to a veterinarian (laughs) is not panic. So those are the challenges and surprises and rewards of adopting peaches They can come with adopting any other dog if you'd like to help senior and harder to adopt dogs find their forever home make a donation at RosyFund.org, volunteer at your local shelter and the simplest thing you can do that helps more than you can possibly imagine is follow us on social media download like share the dog words podcast subscribe to the RosyFund youtube channel like the videos if you don't know how to like the videos google that <laughs> How do I like a YouTube video? There's a little thumbs up that you click on. That helps those videos get shared more, and sharing those videos yourself will help spread the word of Rosie Fun. And, of course, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. The more people who follow Rosie Fun, the more sponsors we get, the more senior and harder-to-adopt dogs we can help. Thank you to Peach's Delight for kind of joining us today on Dog Words. Her contribution is that she's still napping and snoring away, but she brings us so much peace, joy, contentment that uh, she's just a wonderful part of our lives. We don't know what the future holds, but having a dog teaches you to enjoy every day, live in the moment, and be grateful for the time that you have with your loved ones, human and animal. Dawn, thank you for joining us on Dog Words.
0: You're welcome, Phil. Thanks for having me.
1: hatterman and you've been listening to dog words presented by rosie fund next time on dog words we visit with john j Hussey, ceo and founder of cuddly the only dedicated crowdfunding platform built specifically for animal welfare organizations worldwide make a difference in a shelter dog's life by purchasing one of our we save each other t-shirts at bonfire.com the link is in the episode description all proceeds go towards supporting our mission to help senior and harder to adopt dogs have a better life Thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Use the link in the episode description to see their underground virtual concert series schedule. Purchase a single concert or buy the series ticket and receive a digital download of their holiday album. Rate and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions, including letting us know what topics and guests you like at rosiefund.org and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other.